we have key VIPs speaking for us in the Secretary of Education, Dr. Cardona, as well as Secretary of Labor, Marty Walsh. So I really hope you are all looking forward to this as much as I am and are getting geared up. This is In the Know with ACCT, the voice of community college leaders. I'm Jacob Bray. On this episode of In the Know, I spoke with Jose Miranda, ACCT's Senior Government Relations Associate, about the upcoming National Legislative Summit. We talk about federal policies attendees should be ready to learn about and some logistical details. All right, so today I am here with Senior Government Relations Associate Jose Miranda, and we are talking about getting ready for the 2022 National Legislative Summit, which is happening here in D.C. in just a couple of weeks. So Jose has a major role this year in pulling all this stuff together. So I couldn't think of anyone better to talk to about this. So Jose, what, how, how if someone's coming to DC for NLS, what are the first things they should be thinking about in planning their trip and uh, getting ready to get as much as, as much as possible out of the NLS? Absolutely. Thank you, Jacob. And you know, this has been a labor of love. Um, and I'll start by saying that we're really excited to see everyone here back in person after two years, essentially, of not being able to see each other for NLS. Um, we have an, a very exciting lineup of speakers and sessions for you all. We have uh, the president of the National Student Clearinghouse Research Center speaking to us about enrollment and, and enrollment numbers and what the implication for those are at the federal level. We have key uh, VAP speaking for us in the Secretary of Education, Dr. Cardona, as well as Secretary of Labor, Marty Walsh. So I really hope you are all looking forward to this as much as I am and are getting geared up. And in that, with that in mind, I would just like to say, if you haven't already, you should be coordinating with your institution, with your state associations, to make sure that you're able to meet with your members of Congress on both sides, of, on both chambers, your House of Representatives, your senators, um, Make sure those requests are, are going in already. If you haven't already, make sure you're preparing that the case that you're going to make for your representatives as well. That if you go to our website, there's a, a huge litany of documents there that can help you prepare for this. There's a um, federal funding worksheet that you can help you can fill out with the help of your administrators so that you can point the case of how much federal funds are going to your students and to your institutions. There's a meeting tips worksheet there too that can help you both schedule the meeting, but also think about what are the components that you're going to want to talk about when you meet with your legislator, especially if this is the first time for you doing it. Um, you know, we have a preliminary green sheet there as well. We're really excited to unveil the final green sheet once you arrive to NLS. Um, and I say preliminary only because Congress is still moving and still doing stuff. So who knows, maybe there's something happens that's major in the next three weeks and we need to remove some things off of the green sheet or there's some things that are still pending and we need to add them. But your advocacy is going to be very critical. You're coming at, you could not arrive at a better time. Not only are major investments in higher education and for community colleges specifically still on the table, um, whether it's workforce or Pell Grant increases or a new completion grant support for students, but there's also the regular appropriations process that's still pending. The fiscal year 22 appropriation bills are not complete. We're, we're running on a continuing resolution that expires just after NLS on February 18th. And so your voice 
is going to matter greatly to ensure that we don't just have a year-long continuing resolution, but that we have a final fiscal year 22 funding that can provide additional investments for our institutions and for our students. So being that NLS is primarily a, a legislative event, what are the main things, main policy initiatives that attendees should familiarize themselves with and be ready to uh, get more information about once they get to NLS? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start with some things that we will have with you in the lineup. You know, we have a couple of exciting policy sessions that Monday afternoon that will be focused around higher education in 2022, uh, focused around workforce, focused around programs at the federal level that can serve the students that have the highest needs. So we're really excited to provide some of that those updates to you all. But in terms of policies and priorities that you should prepare for, I'd like to think of them as our bread and butter. Obviously, student success, student access are key. Um, we'll continue advocating for the for the strengthening of the Pell Grant program. Some key provisions that we've been fighting over the past year and that we plan to take on this year with um, earnest is not just increasing the Pell Grant maximum award, but also expanding its eligibility to shorter term programs. We know that many students, especially as a result of the pandemic, who have lost their jobs or are looking for something that is going to provide better pay, don't necessarily want or need to be in school for very long periods of time, but we don't want the financial challenges to be a barrier for them. So making sure that the Pell Grant is able to be accessed for shorter term programs is gonna be critical for us. Uh, investing in community college-led workforce partnerships with industry is going to be very critical as well. And these are proposals that are not new. These are proposals, proposals that are currently on the table, whether it's through the Jobs Act or it's through the Build Back Better Act. Um, and this, these are points that our legislators need to hear from us, need to hear from their constituents, how much of a change that would make for their communities and for their own constituents. So those, that's just two examples. There's a whole litany of services that we're, we're, and priorities that we're gonna be talking about, whether it's basic needs or um, looking for ways to continue strengthen our institutions, looking for ways to continue investing in under-resourced institutions or in the students that we serve, which are not your traditional student, not always. You know, We have two thirds of students that are part-time we have student veterans and we want to make sure that those voices are also well represented. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I think, uh, like you said, you know, sometimes it, it can feel like things move slow, very slowly in Washington, but also, you know, it, anything can happen at any time, you know, we can have major legislation introduced and, you know, again, like you said, there's no better time to be in DC. Um, speaking of which, some of our listeners might be concerned about uh, being able to keep meeting schedule that they have with their representatives um, because of COVID related really reasons. Uh, what would you say to uh, people who might have that in the back of their mind? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing I will say is that things are changing day by day. If you had asked me this question three weeks ago, I probably would have been very pessimistic in my response. But if you look at the data today, the, the positivity case in Washington, D.C. has dropped significantly. We're doing really well. And members in two, three weeks' times may be inclined 
to take meetings in person or with their staff to take meeting, meetings in person. What I would also say too, is that when you make that request, always start with an in-person request. Obviously you're flying in into DC. You want to get the most out of your, your time here. You want to meet them in person. You want to get that relationship going. So ask for a meeting in person. If they are, um, if the office's policy is that they're not doing meetings in person on the Hill, then maybe you can offer alternative locations, whether it's a coffee shop near Capitol Hill or a coffee shop near the hotel where we'll be doing a conference or even at the hotel, either way. The one good thing is that DC is having, is now under a little bit of stricter rules. So it can give you and the staffer a little bit of sense of security that everybody that will be there is likely going to be vaccinated. Um, so that's one uh, one pitch that you could also utilize is like, hey, we're all gonna be vaccinated or we're gonna meet in a place where they're asking people to be vaccinated or you can meet in an outdoor space. That way it's less risky as well. I don't wouldn't recommend it because it's cold probably. Um, and I'm from the South, so I don't necessarily deal with the cold as well. <laughs> but, but there are multiple options and I think you should go through all of those from an initial ask to meet in person under offices to meeting an alternative location to meeting outdoors to at the very end meeting virtually and at the end of the day they still get to hear from you and they will know that you're here in dc so even in that that same week you can follow up and say hey has anything changed in our office would you be able to meet in person just try one last time the worst they can say is no but we still have our meeting scheduled so they'll get to hear from you and like i said your voice is coming at a critical time we need it um your students need it and i think our members of congress need to hear us from as well yeah i mean it i think i think sometimes uh folks can underestimate how big an impact you have when you have that meeting i mean you know ideally you're meeting in person yeah i think it's i still i've lived in dc for forever i still think it's fun to get to go to capitol hill in addition to you know the value that your presence has, but you know, like even if you're not there in person, they're still listening to you. I mean, that week, ACCT has a huge ACCT, AACC, and community colleges have a huge presence in DC, and you know, they're going to be tons of people talking to their legislators all at the same time, and it's going to be your voice is going to be a very important part of that conversation. Um, is or, no, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say absolutely, and I like I said, the timing couldn't be any better because there's still a lot of proposals on the table. Fiscal year 2022 is still in consideration and we're fighting for as much investment as possible in key priority programs for community colleges. The Build Back Better or some form of reconciliation may still be in contention. And if not, finding ways that we can take the priorities that were included in that bill and moving them separately in the remaining of this Congress is going to be critical for us. Those priorities will not change or will not just fall by the wayside just because they don't move in this one specific vehicle. They're important to us and they're going to continue being important to us as we do our advocacy. Absolutely. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to tell our uh, listeners about what to expect uh, at NLS or how to get ready? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, we're really excited to have you. I hope you really enjoy the lineup. Uh, it's not just an opportunity to meet with your members of Congress, but it's also an opportunity to hear from notable players at the executive level from the administration. Like I mentioned, we'll have Secretary Cardona speaking to us. We'll have Secretary, um, Secretary Walsh speaking to us. We'll also have in our sessions, 
congressional staff from key committees. We will have experts on other areas, national experts on other areas. So it's a really good way for you to not just engage with your members of Congress, but ultimately we want you to do that. But it's also to hear perspectives from other key players and also to collaborate and meet other folks across the nation that are doing same same initiatives as you are. Yeah, I mean, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're going to have a Q&A with both the secretaries of education and labor. I You're mean, right. that's, that's, an, that's an incredible opportunity. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. So, Jose, as we wrap up, is if, if someone has questions or wants more information about the NLS, where should they where should they go? Yeah, absolutely. So first things first, you're always welcome to email me if you have specific questions about our lineup or about registration, uh, public policy at acct.org, um, or you can email me directly at jmoran.acct.org as well. Um, I'll be checking both email addresses. But if you want to take a look at our schedule at a glance, if you still haven't registered but want to register, or like I said, if you want to look at some of the materials that we've prepared for you, uh, to help you get ready for the conference. You can visit our website, nls.accc.org, and you'll find a litany of documents there. Uh, you'll find a webinar talking about our preliminary um, priorities green sheet uh, that, that you, you can use there. We'll have up there, not just our green sheet, our preliminary green sheet, but very shortly in the next couple of weeks, we'll also have our backgrounders document, which gives you a little bit of more information on those issues that we'll be advocating on. And like I mentioned, we have the, the Hill meetings tips sheet, we have the federal funds worksheet. I, I highly encourage you to, to take a look at all of those. And again, if there's any questions or something else comes up, please feel free to reach out by email. Thanks for listening to this episode of In the Know. You can find more information about the NLS at our website, nls.acct.org or feel free to email Jose at publicpolicy at acct.org or jmiranda at acct.org.